My name is Lauren Eliz Love, and welcome to this podcast. I'm so excited that you're here, and I can guarantee that you're craving success, abundance, prosperity, and all of the beautiful things that come with a thriving business. Here on the show, you are going to find all of the things that you really need to create that beautiful financial freedom that you crave. Inner work, personal transformation, and radical self-love are the tools that will excel you and propel you into that life that you desire. Here on the show, I will share stories and lessons from my life, along with interviews from great experts who've been able to do that work themselves. You'll hear lessons, breakthroughs, and tips to expand, to change, and to grow. Because growing a business is really about growing yourself. For more, you can visit laurenoflove.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You guys, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm constantly lying to you. <laughs> okay, so listen, I know I really don't like repurposing content, but today I'm in, I'm sitting with it and like this week, I swear to God, has been like the juiciest week. It's the start of the new year and I feel like it's only five days in and so much has already happened. I feel a shift and I want to honor that. And so this week I felt this really deep calling because it kept coming up all over my Facebook feed, all in my inbox, to talk about relationships and how to handle your relationships, especially when your guy or your mom or your dad or your friends think what you're doing or what you're trying to pursue in the online space is a joke. Have you ever felt that way? Like you have someone you really love and you want to share the excitement around growing your business with them, but for some reason they just don't get it? Well, hey, guess what, guys? We're talking about it today. So I did this little training on my Facebook page this week, all centered around relationships, how to handle it when your guy doesn't like what you do or doesn't support you how to deal with mom or dad when they just really don't get it. That's the focus of today's podcast. So welcome and enjoy this special recording of my training on how to deal with relationships in your biz. You are really going to enjoy what we're talking about today on the Badass Business Babe Facebook page, aka my personal Facebook page, and the Instagram feed. We're all over the place. Guys, if you're just jumping on, today is all about the love, baby. We are talking about how to handle relationships, your partner, or even your friends when you're growing an online business, and how to really adjust to, um, yeah, not getting support. (laughs) Like, I don't even know how to phrase this. I don't even know where to start. What to do when your partner sucks and you're not getting the support that you need while you're growing your business. I've seen this so many times in so many different ways, in so many different um, different outfits, but it's all the same thing, right? Like it's all sheeps and wolves. I don't, I don't know what it is, a sheep and wolf's clothing. It all sucks. When you love what you're doing and you're really passionate about what you're doing and you don't have somebody on board with you, no matter who that person is, it hurts sometimes. It can be really discouraging, frustrating, overwhelming, and I want to talk about it. Now, this could be mom or dad. This could be your partner, right? Your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, whatever. Your friends, 
I've seen that one before. That one's really exciting. Um, there are so many ways that we long for the love and acceptance as we grow an online business, and oftentimes we don't always get what we want. And today I'm going to talk about that. So do me a favor and like just give me a shout out in the comments if you're on Instagram or if you're on Facebook Live. Um, what is that specific type of relationship that you're really hitting a block on? Is it your parents who just don't get it? Is it your friends who just don't get it? Or is it your partner in life that just doesn't get it? Your partner in life, when he doesn't really understand like what you're doing, that can be even more painful than anything on the planet because it's like, hey, you love each other. This is your partner. He's supposed to support you and bring you on board and, and get so excited for you. And sometimes we don't get the reaction that we want. And as a result, we kind of get in like this funk about what we're doing and what we want to create in our lives. So Jennifer is saying before we even dive into this training, she says the people who don't support us are there to make us clear about what we want. Yes, they reflect what we harbor. This is really true. So I want you guys to pay attention. Melanie says it's her boyfriend who doesn't support her. Um, this is, okay, so I'm going to just, I'm going to be honest with you guys, okay? I want to talk about this real deal. Sometimes it's all in your head, okay? Sometimes it's all in your head. I remember when I started my coaching business, and I want to be clear about this too, being able to shelf your shit and be like, all right, I don't give a shit what anybody says. I'm going to do this, right? That has to happen. That has to be a part of the process. It has to be a, an active decision that you make to put your blinders up and not pay attention to what other people say because as you're running towards your goals, not everybody's going to understand or see the vision, and it's not their job. It's not their job to hold space for the beautiful picture perfect outcome that you can imagine in your head. And not only is it not their job, but if we had that all the time, it would be really discouraging because it would take away our own power to stand strong in what we have. So I don't know if you've been this girl or maybe you've seen this girl who, um, my sister is actually this girl, love her if she's gonna listen to this and get mad. You put on an outfit, you get ready to rock your day, you feel really pretty, but you just want to make sure that that's right. So you go and you talk to your boyfriend and go, how do I look? Do I look pretty? Doesn't this dress look so pretty? And then after that, you go, all right, well, that wasn't enough. Let me ask my sister. And you go, hey, like, how do I look? Do I look pretty? And then she tells you you look pretty. And then you go to your mom and you're like, mom, I know we're going to this family thing. How do I look? Do I look pretty? How many people are you going to ask, Right. And this is the same for our online business. We need constant confirmation, constant approval from the people around us when we're insecure about what we're doing. And the problem is not that people don't support you. The problem is that you feel you need to go to these people to get the validation that you're really craving whenever the whole entire time, all you need is already within you. So it's time for a little story. Time for a little story about this. When I started my coaching business, I did a couple of things. I don't know if you guys know my whole story, but I'll share some of it with you. Most of it is on the Badass Business Podcast. I think episode five, I talked for like an hour about like start to finish what happened in my business and how I grew to six figures. So um, when I started my coaching business, I had to do a couple of really scary things, right? I needed to walk away from my corporate job. I needed to pull out my 401k savings. I needed to abandon my health insurance. And I didn't need to do those things, but I knew in my heart that was what I needed to do, right? Makes sense? Like, I, no one was putting a gun to my head and said, hey, in order to grow a business, you have to quit your job and do all the scary shit. 
that wasn't really what was happening, but I knew in my heart I needed to make space for what I wanted. My job, I was a television news producer at CBS. I worked midnight to 9 a.m., and in that time, I completely destroyed my adrenals. I completely lost any sense of normalcy when it came to my energy level or my sleep patterns. So what happened? My job was literally depleting of me of my creative energy. I was depressed. I was stressed out. I had a miserable working environment. And I knew that if I was going to create a business, I would have to free up some space, not just physically in my time and schedule, but emotionally as well. So I was really scared to make this decision because I knew I might not get the love and acceptance from the people around me when I did this. And I didn't. In the beginning, I didn't. My dad thought I was batshit crazy to pull my 401k, not have health insurance, um, to, what was it? Oh, to walk away from a corporate steady job, right? He was so mad at me when I first told him this idea. And you guys, when you know you want to do something, you plant seeds, right? Like you go, you know, I'm not really happy. Like I'm just, you know, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. And you know in your heart what you really want to do. Like you know it's there, but you're ignoring it. And you're trying to condition everybody else around you to get cool with the idea that you're going to do this scary thing. So that's what I did. And I planted this seed for my dad. My dad was so mad at me. You went to college. You put all this time and all this effort, and now you have this great job. You're just not grateful. You're just, you're, you're, everything's never enough for you. And this is, this job is not enough. And when are you going to stop looking for the great big thing? And when are you going to just stay and commit to something? Wow. Wow. So in that moment, I felt completely defeated, completely not good enough completely like a total flake, right? Because my dad's telling me, like, I don't commit to shit, and I'm, like, not a good person. And that really hurt my feelings. So I had this, like, heartbreaking moment. And my dad, if you guys don't know this, my dad's in journalism, right? He's not in news, but he's an on-camera weatherman, right? That's what my dad does. So I was in his industry. Talk about, like, fucked up. I guess this is Freudian. I don't know what it is, but wanting to get my dad's approval all the time, wanting to get my dad's love and acceptance. And that that conditioning, I don't know if any of you guys have seen that, where you want dad's approval or mom's approval or whatever it is, that rolls into your relationship. And so because I was always looking for a man's love and acceptance and approval in my life, suddenly now I, I didn't have my dad's love for my decision that I wanted. I was so upset, right? Dad doesn't get it. Dad doesn't want me to do this. He thinks it's such a bad, oh, my mom, my mom. My mom and I at the time had a really horrible relationship. And so when I was telling my mom I wanted to do this, my mom is, her values are were different. Her value is safety and security. Those are not my values. My values are love and contribution and variety, right? Adventure, right? We have different values. And my mother wanting to always be safe and always wanting to be secure, when I told her I was doing something that was so crazy uh, for her, she, like, her safety radar went up because mom and dad just want to keep you safe. Mom and dad don't really give a shit about your passion. I mean, yeah, it's cool, whatever. But they're from a different environment where they were learned, they were trained and conditioned to prioritize safety and security. So that's what they put on to you, right? Yeah, Jessica's saying this is her mom, too. So I had to understand that. I had to do a lot of personal development around this, recognizing that because my values were different than my mom and my dad, I, could, I had to first, before I did anything, I needed to decide that I was going to value my own happiness and my own thought process over theirs. 
And I reached this point where I, I had this light bulb moment where I said, if, if your mom and dad's job is to raise you to be the best that you can be, that's their priority, why wouldn't I be more self-aware than them? Why wouldn't I be smarter? Why wouldn't I be more talented or, or more rich or more abundant, right? Because that's what they did. When you're a parent, your job is to have, what, what do they say? Make your kids live a life better than you had, right? So my parents did that. So why would I feel guilty about wanting to honor that and all of this knowledge that I had above them, all of this knowledge and expertise and awareness that my soul was calling me to do something incredible in the online space, why couldn't I honor that and why did I have to stay small to please my parents based on the conditioning that they had? This was a huge light bulb for me. I was like, oh my God, holy shit, I can't, I can't live like this anymore. I can't. So I decided that I was going to do this. So I planted the seeds, planted the seeds, let them know what was happening, talked to them a lot. This is a really big tip for you guys. The more conversations you have where you can plant the seeds and you're not doing it for approval, you're doing it for awareness. My father one day picked up the phone for me and he goes, Lauren, I need you to call someone. Now he knew I was thinking about quitting my job. He was not happy after the last conversation we had. And then out of the blue, he calls me and he goes, you know what? You need to call this person. Her name, I don't even remember, Melissa, let's just say. You need to call this girl Melissa. She worked with me in Channel 11, and now she writes Christmas music. <sighs> it's like, okay, I need to call this person? Like, what? I'm sorry, what, what, what does this have to do with me? Like, I just told you I want to be a blogger. Like, Christmas music, I don't really understand. He said, no, 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 she followed her passion, and she's making really good money, and she's so happy. You need to talk to her. And I was like, thank you, universe. Like, my dad, something happened. I don't know what the fuck it was, but my dad all of a sudden really was supporting me, and he's like, pick up the phone and call. So this is lesson number two for you guys. Their approval will come when you least expect it, and it comes the minute that you become okay with your decision. I became okay with my decision to go after my dream, and that's when... The universe said, okay, you're okay with it now? Cool. We'll get everybody else to match you. See, everyone who's judging you is really a reflection of how you feel about yourself. This deep down thought in your ego space that's like, you can't do this. And that fear when you let it run the show is actually what starts to manifest around you. Give me a like or a heart if you guys understand this, if this makes sense. So, so when that when that happened and I became suddenly okay with my choice, my parents were on board in a, you know, yeah, they were, they had reservations. They were a little bit nervous. My mom literally had like, I used to go to her, mom, all my clothes have holes in them. It's been like a year. I have no money for clothes. And I used to cry. Like I, I didn't know what I was doing, right? The ups and downs. And my mom's like, well, you pick this life. You decided to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> and she was right. She was right. So, you know, the joy started to seep back into our dynamic and our energy, but it all started because I made the decision to be successful and drive after what I wanted. And eventually I created that success. And I'm going to tell you, even to this day, my parents don't understand it. My parents, even at, you know, I had a $26,000 a month last month and they still like are like, okay, well, make sure you're safe, honey. Like <laughs> That's like their priority. And I'm very safe. I'm very safe. I'm very professional, but you know, they're, they're still trying to protect me. That's their job. And that's never going to change. I can't change that. I love that. Now I love that. So beautiful, right? So keep that in mind. Okay. So now let's talk about our partners. We've got 30 of you on the line. Give me a shout out just so I know. Are you struggling to get your guy on board? 
Lisa says she has her boyfriend giving her a hard, hard time about not having a real job. So this is the funny thing. This is the funny thing. I have been on both sides of this. I've had really great support following a dream and a passion, and then I had really not so great support. And the first time I was in an unhealthy relationship, and what I realized was as I was growing and making more money, he, this was in my corporate world, but it still applies. When I was growing and making more money, he actually got resentful because I was following my dreams and my passions, and he was stuck in the same job that had an upper limit problem. He hit the ceiling. He wasn't. He was only going to be making a certain amount of money uh, per month, and there was no way around it. I was growing. I was getting bonuses, and sorry, not bonuses, but I was getting raises, and I was getting promotions, and I was moving fast in my industry. And so he saw that, and he went oh my God, what's my purpose as a man? I can't provide for this woman. She's so independent. She's so confident. She's so successful and she's growing and I'm stuck. And so there was a little bit of that envy there, right? Because men love to provide for their women. Men love to be in that space of service to their ladies. But at the same time, um, it, it was in a negative energy where no matter what, I felt like even when I had something to celebrate, he didn't want to celebrate it with me. He doubted it or he didn't um, want to celebrate it because he was a little bit envious. And so that negative energy, um, someone on Instagram is saying that her man called her unemployed the other day. Yeah, it's hard, right? It's so, so hard. So, so hard. But the, the truth is when you're in those unhealthy spaces, um, you, and you can tell my energy shifting as I'm talking about this, the issue is not you trying to grow your business. The issue is that you're married to somebody or you're dating somebody or you're seeing someone who is uh, looking at your vision as a joke. I had a boyfriend right before I fell in love and met Matt. I had a guy I was dating who laughed at my idea of being a blogger. He thought it was so funny. He thought it was so stupid. He didn't understand it. He couldn't get why I was so vulnerable and sharing so much stuff in the online space, and he was embarrassed by it. Not everybody's going to see what you see. Not everybody is going to have in their brain this beautiful vision of what's to come. But that doesn't mean that you shelf your beautiful vision for the people around you. That means you hone in on it and hold it tight and get even more clear about that vision to get so, so certain that you're going to create what you want. The people around you should not reflect or turn you into doubt. They should empower you to get even more focused on what it is that you want. And that's something that you can fix. That's something that you can change. Getting more clear and driven about what you want, despite what other people think, is going to make you stronger so that when you're making the six-figure vision, you can scale it to a million. Being a dreamer is a skill set. It's something that is an art and if you're a dreamer, you should never stop doing that because other people don't dream too, okay? So just keep that in mind as you grow and go. Really important. The other thing I want to say is that sometimes when you're in a really healthy relationship and you are really excited to grow your business and you're really, like, so focused on your vision, the bullshit from the past starts to seep in. So maybe you had bad relationships in the past, or maybe you had a certain dynamic or conditioning with your parents around growing your empire or spending money, right? I had this big thing about spending money. When I decided to quit my job, my partner was on board. We talked about it over and over and over again for like two or three months before I actually did it. And he said to me, if not now, when, Lauren? You have no house. 
you don't have a car because we live in Manhattan. We rent and we can leave this. Let's leave everything behind. We'll go move in with my parents and we'll give this a shot. He believed in me. And that was the greatest blessing on the planet. But I'm going to tell you, just because he believed in me in that one moment doesn't mean that I didn't have moments of doubt about whether or not he believed in me. There were times where he would not be as excited as I was, or he wouldn't understand why I was talking about six figures and making six figures when at the time I was only making $200 a month. He didn't see the big vision. And what I used to think was that was bad, right? Like, oh, my, my guy doesn't support me. He doesn't understand it. He doesn't see it. He doesn't get it. But what I realized is men are logical. Men are logical human beings. So because I'm a dreamer and I'm in my space of creativity, he had to keep quiet about his logic for my sake. And we used to have these conversations where he would say something like, oh, well, you're dreaming too big or, or you're not – you're out of scope or you're, you're way beyond, like, just what are you talking about? And he would try to, like, re, re, like, bring me back in. And I had to set a boundary. I had to set a boundary and say, okay, from now on, I don't want to talk about the nitty-gritty of my business with you. I'm just going to come to you when I want to celebrate. And he said, okay, that's great. And that's what we did. And every month I'd say, oh, Matt, like I made $100. i go, oh, that's great, babe. And every, you know, Matt, I made $1,000. Oh, my God, that's great, babe. And sometimes his that's great wouldn't feel really good. It would get me kind of down in the dumps. I'd be like, oh, yeah, he's just saying that's great, but he doesn't really think that's great, right? And I had these money blocks around him providing for me while I was growing. So the other thing you have to remember, too, is that as you grow, nobody wakes up tomorrow and makes six figures, right? Like I had to scale to get here. Uh, six-figure biz babe, I talk a lot about this in that program because you have to scale into six figures and you have to be an energetic match for that in addition to doing all of the personal development work and the business strategy. You have to take those two things together and become an energetic match and that takes time. So when I decided to be a six-figure earner, the universe had to take some time to catch up and I scaled into it. So when I was doing that, I, I had $200 months, and I had bills to pay, right? So Matt had to, to hold us. Matt had to hold us. When we have conversations about money and our strategy and our plan, we're on the same page. We say, okay, let's talk about this. What's the plan? What's the game plan? Asia, I think, sat down with her husband recently and did this and said, we need to figure out some times where I can actually dedicate more time to my business. I'm going to set this block. Can I do it on this day, this day, this day? And he goes, yeah, can I do this on this day, this day, and this day? And they came up with a plan for their strategy where suddenly they're moving towards the same goal with such a respect for each other because of the openness. If Asia went in and she was like, oh, you know what? It's all your fault. I don't have any time. I'm doing this and this and this. And then you need to do, she would be blaming him and she wouldn't get anything done. Now, I don't know how that conversation went. I'm just assuming that it went really open and honest because she got what she needed and she got the end result. But the truth is in the beginning, you guys have to do this balancing act of helping each other. My man is, was my rock. When I was up and down on this emotional roller coaster of being an entrepreneur, he was my foundation. He was my rock, but he knew he had to be. I made that clear to him by saying, I don't want to come to you and get hurt every time I talk about business strategy. So we're not going to talk about business strategy. I need you to lift me up. And so I told him what I needed. I expressed that. And then what ended up happening? I made the dream happen because I created safe conditions within my relationship. 
If your business is causing you drama and stress and overwhelm with the guy that you love, you're never going to grow that business because it's not going to feel good. Because if you love someone and your business is causing you guys pain, why would you make that business a bigger part of your life? You wouldn't because it would only cause you more pain. That's just the reality of it. So you have to really take some time to recondition yourself to say, okay, if I really want to grow this business, it needs to be what? It needs to be happy. It needs to be exciting. It needs to be prosperous. It needs to be fun. It needs to bring me closer to my partner, not farther away. And you start to do the work around that. Fixing your business will not fix your relationship. And fixing your relationship will open the doors to more business. Everyone does this backwards where they go, okay, well, I'll make enough money and then that, 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 that will happen, right? I had a client who was really unhealthy uh, in her relationship. She was just in such a miserable space with the person that she was with. And she was trying to grow a business, but she knew if she grew that business, she made six or seven figures, she, she would have to make some tough decisions about her unhealthy relationship. Would she stay or would she go? And so if she didn't know the answer to that question, she would be in that relationship trying to grow a business, but also at the same time scared to grow the business because what would happen if she reached her growth? She would have to make tough decisions. So don't use your business as a scapegoat. Don't use it as the thing that keeps you playing small. And don't use your relationships as an excuse to hold you back. If you are having problems with people who don't see the vision, like, oh, it's so unpredictable, or I don't know if you can really do this, or why are you trying to do this, and I'm doubting you, create some awareness. Their mind is in a space of not understanding because they literally don't understand. You've been studying this for months or years. You've Googled all the people. You've researched all the experts. You have mentors and people that you love. I went to Matt the other day. I said, you need to look at Amanda Francis because she's doing what I'm doing and she's making better money than me and we have to strategize. So I'm teaching him about the industry, right? This is the person who I want to be like. She's making X, Y, and Z. I used to do that. I talked to him about Lauren Everts and Elsie Larson from A Beautiful Mess. These were people who I studied in the online space who were doing what I wanted to do at the time when I started my blog, What is Perfection? And I saw that, and I knew it was possible. But he wasn't Googling blogs or personal development things or this or that. He had no fucking clue what was possible because he's not in this world. So if you want him to understand, you have to bring him in. Even if it's just a little bit. Even if it's, hey, I want to show you what I'm trying to do so you understand. This is the person I really admire. Look what she's doing. She made X amount of dollars this year because your guy, the only reason he's never going to be on board is because he doesn't understand how you're going to make money. Right? He doesn't get how you're going to make money. That's the issue. So if he can understand how you're going to make money, there's no reason why he wouldn't. There's no reason why he wouldn't support you. So the awareness is key. The awareness is the most important thing. If people don't support you on your vision, it's time to change. Time to change the relationship or time to leave the relationship, time to fix the relationship, create more awareness, do some of that work, start growing the wealth of knowledge around it. Okay, I want to take a couple of minutes just to read some of the comments that you guys wrote. Rebecca says, Amanda Francis sparked her into this. I didn't really know who Amanda Francis was. It's so funny because I didn't, I didn't know who she was. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then people were mentioning her, and I was like, okay, well, maybe I should go look at what she does. And, and she's she's a great personality. She's bubbly. She's cool. Um, and she's doing something right, right, because she's making really good money. So success leaves clues, right? If you want to do something in the online space, find people who are doing what you want to do and study them. That's really the best thing that you can do is study those experts and learn from them so that you can become them. Uh, Louisa says, thankfully, her husband is all about her living the dream. I have healed my family for years, and now I'm finally allowing him to own his own and take care of us while I start focusing on how to grow my business. We have this really big fear as independent women. I use that with quotes because it's like that's we're owning that, right? But we have a fear on the back of that that if we need to be supported, it's a bad thing. Where did that come from? Where did that come from? So when I was uh, trying to grow my business and I wasn't making money, I was actually, like, scared to even ask Matt to buy me tampons. Like, we were at Target, and I needed tampons, and I was like, oh, no, I feel really bad. Like, he's going to pay for that. Like, that I can't have him pay for that. Like, that's bad. I'll pay for it. And I charged it on a credit card when I was, like, nearly maxed out because I was so broke at the time trying to grow my business. And I remember that, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, why couldn't I just have him buy the fucking tampons? Like, why is that bad? Because in the back of my head, I had a fear around being taken care of. I learned somewhere along my way that that was a bad thing. And it's not. Your guy will love to take care of you when he does it from a space of choice, right? So Louisa says that she's allowing him to take care of her and support her while she's focusing her business. That's beautiful. That surrender is exactly what you need. And sometimes we're in our heads a little bit where we think they don't want to do that. And sometimes they do. Sometimes men do. Asking those questions is so important. So Autumn says, safe conditions in the relationship. I love that. Taking notes in the comments basically now. Why would you make business more of a priority if it's causing you pain in your relationship? Yeah, it's beautiful. I love that you're note-taking because I do this too. When I'm studying something, I'll take notes and write it down to remember it because while hearing it's good, actually writing things down um, creates so much more awareness. Jennifer says, that's brilliant. Lauren, you inspired me. So, oh, thank you, honey. Thank you. I love that this relates to you. I love that you're feeling connected to this. Jennifer, go check out in the link above, Six Figure Biz Babe. I'd love to see you on that waitlist, girl. The program opens for enrollment on January 7th. Asia says that she has the same fear because my dad helped, her dad helped her with everything and put it, like, I guess, had it, held it over your head. Okay. Yeah. Guys, you're not dating your dad. Like, this is what, this is the work I had to do, right? Like, my dad used to get so stressed out about my, so, so negative around finances all of the time, fear-based decision-making all the time. And when I came into my relationship and Matt wasn't like that, I had to remember that anytime I had fear around him providing for us or, or spending money or doing anything, it wasn't Matt that was causing that fear. It was my old conditioning. So I had to say things like, nope. Matt is not my dad. Nope, Matt is not that asshole boyfriend that I dated. Nope, Matt is not that person that I thought I used to date, right? Like, it's you have to be able to shelter shit and recondition yourself because 90% of what you're feeling has nothing to do with your dude and has everything to do with your past. 90% of what you're feeling. Nothing to do with him and everything to do with your past. All right, so one more. Mary wants to know, Lauren, does my man ever feel emasculated? I love this question. I want him to come on one day to talk about this because this is so important. I um, 
I have to be honest, I never had the fear around making big money because I was conditioned growing up to be a very, I like, I don't know what happened, but within me, ever since I was younger, I wanted to be really significant, very successful. I had this drive to do something really big. I just didn't know what it was, right? So that was always in my blood. Um, does Matt ever feel emasculated as I grow? No, because as I grow, I bring him on more and more. So Matt and I, now that I've scaled my business, last year I had my biggest year, obviously. Um, I ended the year on a 26K month, and now we're deciding that every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 930, we're having business meetings. So he's my manager. So now he, I've made enough money where he's been able to quit his job, and that was something he chose to do. I never, you know, I never pushed him to do it. It was something he wanted. And because of the money that we make, this is the other thing, guys. When he quit and he came into our home, like to live, per, I mean, he was always living here, but like, you know, he wasn't going to work every day. I stopped saying, oh, I made this much. And instead I'd say, oh, we made this much. And I started bringing him in and using the words we and together and what do you think about this and having conversations with him. And now we're like Lucy and Ricky Ricardo. Like he's, you know, not, not Lucy and Ricky Ricardo, Lucille Ball, right? And Ricky, but Desi, Desi Arnaz is his real name, but they were business partners. They grew an empire together. And so that's what I see. Um, I know it's really important that as I grow and he sheds some of his old identity, that he comes in here with purpose. So I talk to him about business decisions and we have strategy conversations and he's doing my Facebook ads now and he's managing the business and the finances and he's taking the money and he's doing things with it and investments. So he has a very strong purpose here. When I started making money and he was in his regular job, I wouldn't use the word emasculated. I think the what he felt was very disconnected from his old life. He wasn't happy in his workspace, so he decided to make a change. That didn't have to do with the money I was making. The money I was making in my business created a safe enough space for him to grow and come into his own. So I never do that. And I think that men will feel emasculated when women make all of the decisions, right? Successful women will go, no, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And that emasculates the guy because he's like, what the fuck? Like, where are we going? Like, what, what's going on? So remember, ladies, as you grow and become successful, your man is still a man. He needs to be respected. He needs to be a member of the team. He needs to make decisions for you guys, too. And it'll help your relationship. It'll only grow you guys better. Only make you guys better. Okay. So I'm going to end it there. I love you guys. Thank you so much for watching. For those of you who don't know, every Tuesday and Thursday, I do live trainings on my Facebook and on my Instagram at 11 a.m. Eastern. So congratulations, you are here. Love you guys. Have an amazing rest of the week. And if you want, if you're feeling ready to take massive action in your life and your business, go click the link in the bio, Six Figure Biz Babe. The wait list is open and the doors open in like four days, January 7th, doors open for this beautiful program. If you put your name on the wait list, you'll get all the details. And if you're listening on Instagram, just click the link in my bio and it will take you to Six Figure Biz Babe. All right, guys. Love you. Thank you so much for watching. Bye. Hey, guys. So here's the deal. Every single time I go to record the SIG outs of my podcasts, I get this weird icky feeling because I want to promote and offer you guys such valuable content, but at the same time, 
I don't really like to plug and promote too much. So here's what I'm going to tell you. If you're listening to this training and Six Figure Biz Babes sounded like something you would really want in your life, I'm sure many of you do. I have about 100 people on the wait list and the program opens at stores every, you know, a couple of months or so. But our next open date is January 7th. So if you're feeling really called to jump in, just go to badassbusinessbabe.com, grab a spot on the wait list and hold your seat. I always say the minute that you decide that you want to do something, the most important thing to do is to take massive action that follows it because a decision is nothing with action. It's just a dream. And I know you guys want this. So go check out Six Figure Biz Babe if you feel called. You can just head on over to badassbusinessbabe.com or you can click the link in the show notes. Have an amazing day, guys, and I'll see you on Monday for our regular episodes.